Hey, 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 it's the back-to-back podcast. Buddy's owner in the Arizona Schnoodle Walks. It's 5.22 in the morning, May 31st, 2020. Yeah, what a year. And today's Pentecost Sunday. And... This is the week I chose to publish my book because it goes together. So I wasn't planning on this podcast, as you can imagine, but I'm doing it, right? We're doing it together. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, 79 degrees and it's going to go up to 107. It's going to be a hot one again. It's a hot one. And we're out walking Bud and the sun has risen four minutes ago. It's coming up through the eastern skies here. And Bud's ready to go. He's, uh, his, his biological clock is ready to go, <laughs> ready to go. A dog's life. So if any of you have had dogs before, you know, a dog's life. They sleep a lot during the day, but they're, they have their moments, their bursts. And right now is one of Buddy's bursts. And maybe I'm being influenced by Bud. I got a little bit of burst here. I haven't even had any coffee yet. But I I guess I'm getting energized by publishing this book. June 2nd, two days from now. Going on live, Amazon. Five days, free downloads. Get your book. The Six Sola. And I'll give you a little bit of... uh, background of the book. It's basically walking in the spirit, which admittedly on my part, it's like, how do you describe that? You know? So it's been a journey. I've been, um, started out with more of a ranting type book about disappointments. And then I thought, well, how can I turn this into a transformational book for myself and for the reader, right? What benefit can I give the reader? And, you know, there's all kinds of books out there in the world, right? Books, 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 history books, biography books, how-to books, self-help books, motivational books. And I guess this is kind of a uh, little bit of philosophical book, a little bit of knowledge, but I'm not really teaching. My goal is to encourage walking in the spirit. So... Since that's such a vague concept, um, I go go back to the scripture. So my market or the, my target readers are people that acknowledge the Christian faith and understand it and think, well, there's been 2,000 years of art, architecture, church influence, buildings, especially in Europe. You can't miss it everywhere you go. There's hundred-year-old traditions. And so I suppose in the Enlightenment, some people were frustrated by the the entrenchment of the leadership of the one and only church at the time, Martin Luther being one of them. So 500 years ago, there was a split-off, and we've kind of been living in that, what I would say we've been living in the Reformation mindset for 500 years, and basically the book is the next 500 years, 
an ambitious goal for the next 500 years. We should live with a transformation mindset. And what I mean by that is reformation mindset is we've got to get the church right. We've got to have the right doctrines. We've got to have the right beliefs. We've got to have the right way to interpret the Bible, right? And we got to, you know, have this organization that we all agree to things on, right? And that, I'm saying that hasn't really worked well. And I'm not suggesting a, a new church. In fact, that's kind of the main thing is that I don't want people to follow me. I want people to follow God. And it's been there the whole time, as Rob Bell would say. It's been there. Morning. The whole time. So there's another human being with walk. Are you having a good walk? Yeah. All, right. All right. This is the only time you can do it, right? <laughs> so it's 79. It feels comfortable, right? It sounds like a good temperature, right? But in a few hours, we're going to be roasting. The heat is going to be on. Actually, the sunrise, thanks to my Dubbo woman, actually looks like a sunrise on my book cover. There you go. We tried to get the sunrise on the book cover instead of sunsetting because it is about the next 500 years of transformation. So I need to transform. And I know my weaknesses. I know where I'm not perfect, right? And, and the faith is not about behavior modification. And that's kind of what it is in a lot of denominations is behavior modification. Get rid of the sin. Remove the sin in your life. <laughs> and I, I chuckle not because I think sin is great, but it's like unavoidable. It's just unavoidable, right? Because every thought has could carry some elements of pride, uh, selfishness, self-centeredness. That's a that's a doggy that's got some bite bite to it behind the fence. Um, yeah. So, oh, buddy, you're right. That scared you a little bit, huh? Ooh, not that guy. So yeah, the grass is a bit wet out here. So we're out in this um, little field here, which this is not natural because this would <laughs> this is desert. But somebody many years ago turned this into a little mini park with pine trees, which are, I think the word is indigenous to Arizona, but not this part of Arizona. So these are pine trees from about 100 miles away or so but they wouldn't last in this blasted heat that's coming unless you flood this area with water, right? So it actually keeps it even a little bit cooler down here. But where was it? Like there's so many people say, I've heard 30,000 thoughts a day, 50,000 thoughts, even as high as 80,000 thoughts a day we have. So out of all those, we're gonna have some thoughts that aren't healthy, right, or positive. We're not going to think the best of others, right? So that's just pride, comparison, thinking that we're better than someone else. So it's just not, it's just inescapable. And the teaching so often is about how to, you know, 
get rid of sin, be forgiven and don't do it again type of thing, you know. <laughs> but I think it's it's more appropriate and the reality is is we're stuck with this condition. And so the only thing we do is try to transform to become better, not become uh, perfect or role model or something else. So we all have our thing that we're lacking in, so to speak, or opportunities for growth. So there you go. And then on the outlier mindsets, we also probably do things that are really great, that we're really good at, and that's what we should be doing. So, so many people like there's a strengths and weaknesses uh, discussion and that people should operate in their strengths and not beat themselves up for weaknesses. It also makes good community. You know, if you can work alongside somebody that complements your weaknesses, then that's a, that's a good combination. So the book... The book, The Six Sola. Um, I had to go a little bit Latin on it, and that was fun. And it developed over years, right? So I had this disappointment, and it just came down to, oh, at one point I was reading Galatians and Paul's writings about freedom in Christ and not the Gentiles not having to be circumcised. And the whole book of Galatians is kind of um, these Jewish There was a whole debate on the Jewish people that became believers in Christ. And then they, um, they, what is it? They didn't really care for Paul bringing the message of Jesus to Gentiles. So they said they had to get circumcised, bring the law, keep the law going, which isn't that far-fetched. I mean, they had a thousand years of their religion, religious practices. So he finally comes in and says, like, you can, we need to have fruit of the spirit in our lives, which is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, like I said, right? Self-control, like nine, you know, fruits of the spirit. Those are all great to be gentle, to be kind. Those are great, we might say, virtues, right? But it's fruit of the Spirit. And God is empowering us. Morning. God empowers us to improve in those areas. So, you know, how do you, is love a black and white measure? Like this person's loving and this person's kind, this person has joy black and white, either you got it or you don't. And I came to the realization that, you know, I I may not be the most loving, joyful person, especially looking at the outside appearance, right? So you, unfortunately, we make so many judgments on the outside appearance of others, right? And someone may not look loving, especially in passing, just kind of meet someone. But it's only through engagement and conversation that we start to peel back the 
the soul spirit of a person, right? Not just this outward appearance. So, uh, but even then, I mean, I'm like, I can get better at being a more kind person. I mean, I'm, I can work on that. And I'm like, where is it going to come from? Is it going to be my own resolve to read, study, gain knowledge? And I, it, it was just so relaxing and so peaceful to find out, like, well, no, it's God's spirit brings that to us. And so if I just walk in the spirit, as Paul says, we'll have more fruit. So as I do that, I know that my outward appearance isn't, you know, at standard or something, or maybe we do image management and we want to look like we have high levels of love, joy, peace, patience, but maybe internally we don't. Hi, you got your hand full there. Huh? All right, you have a good day. So we're all out early, early here in Arizona, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why you enjoy the Arizona schnoodle walks if you you get a taste of it. And I guess there's other parts of the country. I'm thinking I don't really know the climate. I'm slowly discovering the climate of Dubbo, Australia, but it sounds like a little bit similar to Phoenix. But uh, maybe just off by six months, right? Because of the north-south, the north-south hemisphere thing. You know, just a minor thing like the earth, <laughs> just a minor issue. So yeah, so not being black and white, transformation, getting better, giving grace to people. It's so hard to do. We're so easily offended, myself included. I'm trying to learn to be more gracious. And it's hard to work, I said, you know, but little steps. So. We pro- unfortunately, we probably come across people who, let's say the, the, there's a strength called harmony. I may have talked about this before. Like, I don't really have any strengths in harmony. In fact, it's my, on all these characteristics, 34 of them, it's like the absolute bottom. So if somebody's high in harmony, they would look at me and they go, dude, you really suck. You're, you're such a terrible person. You have no harmony. You're not harmonious, Michael. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm inclusive. <laughs> so that's a that's the weirdest one. I think I talked about that before. But so for me, my problem is I see people who are not inclusive. I mean, there's people out there that their their worst strength or their biggest weakness is inclusion. They could care less about including other people. But for me, that's like my uh second strength right probably like my most practical strength my number one strength is strategic and that's such a vague i'm still coming to grasp with that i mean i think i i kind of relate to it because i do think but people don't like it so i think i mentioned that before my one of my favorite stories is my friend who was working at a company and it, quality auditor told them your co-workers they uh, just by their interactions with you they 
they say that that uh, you make them feel stupid and they don't like it. <laughs> so so uh, that that's probably a guy with strategic strengths. Maybe that's why my friend and I get along. But we we don't think of it as you know make we don't make our comments, use language, make statements. We don't do that to make people feel stupid. We just do it because we're thinking, right? And it's not to like one up when and the other the other expression is like you don't want to one up one another, right? One up people. So I don't know if that's a it's not a swim stay in your swim lane expression like Australia. Hey Mark, you gotta stay in your swim lane, man. Stay in your stay. I love that one. Stay in your swim lane. And one-upping is kind of an American. I think I've only heard it American, but there's probably a British equivalent. It's probably probably a really good equivalent too. I bet the one-upping one another. It just means that if someone tells a fairly compelling story or makes an observation, and then instead of letting that sit and marinate for a while and just agreeing with it, you your brain goes to like, oh, I, I got a story related to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you go on and proceed to one-up the person with with uh, taking their story and telling like an even better one, right? So I'm sure in the book, Do Talk to Strangers, there's probably a, a section on, if you want to really talk to strangers and have good conversations, you really have to listen and not come back with your own stories because people do feel like they've been one-upped or that they've you've made them feel stupid, right? But it's not intentional either, though. So that's the other thing about grace is uh, and giving people space and just loving people, right? So like the number one fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, right? Do we have enough of that in our lives? Can we get more, right? So like what's the measurement of joy? And love and patience. Like, how do you measure these things? They're, they're abundance. That's an overflowing, abundant living, right? Whew, smell some horse manure out here. Yeah. You don't get that on every podcast, do you? <laughs> this is outdoor. I mean, I don't have the high tech microphone and inside a studio, but I have the outside studio. Right? This, is the, this is the outside studio. And uh, so, yeah, it's kind of comfortable right now. We'll probably have about an hour of enjoyable outdoor weather. And then the oven, someone turned the oven on, man. Um, the book, back to the book, June 2nd, Pentecost, Sunday today. Um, last year, and the Pentecost calendar was June 9th. June 9th, I was in Dresden, Germany. It just, I don't know, it says the word, I think the word's serendipitously, but to be honest, do I really know exactly what that means? It just means that I didn't, I, for me, what I intend to communicate is that I didn't plan to be in Dresden on Pentecost Sunday, but it is like out of all the quote-unquote Christian 
holidays, Christmas, Easter, other, other things. Pentecost Sunday is like, that's the ultimate to me because I'm talking about walking in the Spirit. And the Spirit came, as Jesus promised, wait for the power of the Spirit to come upon you. And here it is. We should celebrate this day. So I kind of put a post up, not kind of, I did. I put a post on Facebook for today, May 31st, 2020, reminding people, and most of my audience is American. And there's going to be lots of people either watching, uh, I guess we can't go to church right now. We got to watch it on internet. But even so, most will not acknowledge like, oh yeah, today's Pentecost Sunday. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Trinity. I, we, we have this theology, this faith, this belief, this doctrine of the Trinity. Right? So wouldn't today like be like huge celebrations, but not in the U.S., not here. Uh, and I, I just put on Facebook, I think 90% of American Christians probably are un- unaware of today's celebration of Pentecost. Roman Catholics probably do, but but in the Reformation mindset, you know, the Protestants think the Roman Catholics are going to hell. <laughs> not, all, not all of them, but enough of them that you can make that commentary. And it's just dumb, right? This whole, oh, we're Protestants and those Roman Catholics are going to hell. So it's just, it's just dumb. And it's, what is it, tribalism, the us and them mentality, right? So... Love everyone always. Bob Goff. Gotta love that that, uh, message. And my message is to transform. To uh, start. Revival starts with yourself. And that's it. Just let the Holy Spirit work in your life. And I I think I am transforming. Because I... I, a few years ago, I was much more argumentative or contentious or contrarian. I still have elements of that, of challenging, questioning why we do things. But I think I'm doing it in a better way. Instead of saying, no, this is the way it is, I say, I try to pose it in a question and say, well, why do you think that? Or tell me more about that, you know? And because I think we tendency is to go for the simple answer and don't think as deeply as we might uh, need to do. And wow, those words just came out of my mouth deeper than we need to do. So yeah, I think I've been told that I like to think deeply and that's, that's okay, but I just have to figure out and back off and realize not everybody likes that. It's kind of like inclusion harmony. I'm, I, I, just, I just feel inclusion. I think we should include Roman Catholics. We should back off this Reformation thing and go, you know, okay. They have uh, peculiar traditions and symbolisms and uh, rituals, which I don't relate to, but they are who they are. Let's love them, right? Um, So, yeah, 
and my, my, my experience with my dad, who was always wanted to be faithful to the Roman Catholic Church, and, and my Protestant, quote-unquote, Protestant experience, I've been around enough to hear, like, oh, they're, they're not right, you know, type of thing, and, and then my dad passed away, and I remember him in his last hours uh, commenting that he, he hoped he did enough. And, and, and I, you know, and it was all, it's on me a bit. I kind of chuckle because it's probably at that point that I realized, you know, these organized religions are kind of full of themselves, you know, because it's not my dad's fault if, I mean, he got the gospel message that Jesus, he knew Jesus died for his sins and you know, he did the best he could with the challenging circumstances he had in his life. And, you know, I think God loves, I'm pretty sure God, the, the message is God loves everyone. And my dad made his attempt. He was influenced by the power and the, the outward appearance of the men in black robes and white collars. You know, the traditions of thousands of years. He wasn't offered freedom and freedom and to walk in the spirit and freedom not to even go to the ceremonial operation that they've set up. <laughs> I don't know if that's probably the best, the most polite way I can describe it. It's a ceremonial process and procedure that they've put in place. And, uh, <laughs> with with all kinds of uh, rules and regulations and proper way of doing it. But there's not there's no life in those symbols, right? So we got to take the symbols and turn them into life. The, the 168 hour a week we have to love people, interact with them. So, I mean, we, we dutifully go, these... The Roman Catholics are going to be the only church that hears about Pentecost as a whole. I mean, there'll be a few Protestant churches that have the odd pastor who's on his own journey that may realize that, hey, there's something to this Holy Spirit thing. Maybe we should talk about it. In fact, I don't know, I just in my gut, I kind of feel this guy in Grand Rapids, Michigan is a pastor for many years. I think he might like my book. <laughs> I remember many years ago, I was somewhat inspired by him, too, because he, he did acknowledge Pentecost. And he had people from the congregation speak in different languages than you to talk about the speaking in tongues at that moment of preaching the gospel in these languages, right? And that brings me back, my brain brought me back to Dresden last year. And boy, I just, it was just uh, kind of freaky. And this woman from Dubbo was, joined us. I was kind of surprised. And uh, and, that, and then the, the ceremony, I was getting shushed. I took some video inside. And, and the church is so symbolic blown up in World War II, left in rubble for 50 years. The locals said, we got to rebuild this thing once they had the 
freedom at the wall, Germany was reunified, reunited. So they rebuilt this beautiful church with its scarred, as many of the scarred up stones, original stones in it. So it's a pockmarked church called the Frauenkirche with a beautiful, large organ. We, we have to happen to have a Bach cyclus of some kind. So if you're like a Bach person, you, we got to sit there for an hour in the church listening to this Bach music on the organ. It was beautiful. The next day, the ceremony and went back to Moses. They had black robes too. They're still, I think they were Lutheran. But German Lutheran for me, it was just a special day, special moment. Because I'm not, it's a different culture, right? The German culture. So it wasn't, I wasn't as familiar. And here's Oma Maggie. Hey, buddy likes hello. to say hello. He's so friendly, huh? Friendly? He's so friendly, huh? Yeah, friendly, okay. Yeah. Friendly. Did you have your coffee already? Yep. Now you, you're going to walk with your weights, huh? Yep. For an hour? Better go. Row, row, row. Row, 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 he says. So, go around the back. All right. Okay. All right. All right. She'll be back. She'll be back. So, hopefully, you heard a little German accent in Oma Maggie. <laughs> and if you notice, she said, the front door's locked. Go around. Go around. <laughs> Go around the back. <laughs> Got to do it the German way, you know. Follow the rules. <laughs> Follow the rules. There you heard it live on the podcast. Some German culture. Because this is a retirement community area and everybody's fairly peaceful, but they got, a, they got it pretty well locked down. Like, I don't know what's going on. I mean, people, anyone can drive in here, but, you know, it's, it's good to be safe, I suppose. So we'll, we'll go along and we'll go through the back door. And we're just about done. So yeah, last year on this day, the Pentecost day, not this date on the calendar. Today is May 31st, but June 9th. That was a special time. And uh, I got that on video. Uh, the Dubbo gals got it. She was talking to strangers the whole time, doing her thing. She was living in her strengths, living in her outlier gifts, right? So that's the place to be because it brings joy, right? So if you find what your God's calling you to do and, uh, and you're operating in that, then you will experience the joy that we're all intended to have. So... There you go. Now I have to think up a name for this podcast, which probably won't be that hard. But um, I enjoyed it. It's not too hot. Now I got to go. We're going to be really busy today. um, Cleaning our house for some new guests. So that's working okay. And we'll see where this goes. So we all need grace and mercy, which will lead to some peace. And we can get that also through that peace through the Holy Spirit. So, bye-bye, everybody.